0: Welcome to episode 66 of the 476ers podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the Charlotte-Philadelphia game from yesterday. So stay tuned. Yeah, Uh, 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 yo. Yeah. Justice for the blind. Just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the 476ers uh, podcast. I'm sorry. Episode 66. We're going to talk about yesterday's Charlotte game. So, uh. How is everyone? Hopefully 2021 is treating you as good as it's treating me, which it's average. I said nothing's bad has happened. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm going to act like anything bad has happened. Nothing's bad is happening other than I came in this bitch with COVID roaring, and I'm maybe going to go out this bitch with COVID roaring. I'm joking. <laughs> That's not funny. Um, so we're going to talk about yesterday's Charlotte game. Great game. Uh, let me change this screen here real quick. I'm sorry. Yeah, great game. Great, great, great game. Uh, I don't remember having two back-to-back games like this in a really really long time two games where you know we beat <laughs> we beat the magic handedly and then we come in against charlotte we beat them handedly um i think that really speaks volumes about not only uh, not only the guys on the team who i believe you know as I, as you hear me talk about all the time right um having consistency in the lineup having uh uh you know, comfort among your peers. And uh, what's the continuity? I'm sorry. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm here going with every other word, but continuity, having continuity goes such a long way, right. Where, when you have your core guys who know each other, right. Who, who have played together now for a few years, everything gets a little bit easier. You know what I mean? So I think that 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 does speak a bit to Joe, Toby, and Ben, uh, even shake who's been here for a bit. Um, That when these guys are playing together, they kind of, you know, know each other's wants and, and everything like that, even though it seemed to take a while, uh, you know, Toby really, it it took Toby. I think, I think it took Toby a while. It takes, and Ben still, you know, Ben and Joe still run into each other. No, no one is to blame or not to blame. But I, I think that the last two games are the best Toby has looked with Ben and Joe on the court at the same time for a long time. That wasn't the case. You know, over the last two years, Toby has struggled mightily when he's playing with Ben and Joe. And then when Al was in the the mix, it, you know, even got worse at times. So uh, this is the best, the best two game stretch. I think Toby's had here. You know what I mean? With Ben and Joe, because last year there was the Clippers game. And I think the next game too, I think he had like a good three game stretch when it was shake and Toby starting essentially together with no Ben and Joe um and toby was pretty much free to do whatever he wanted you know he had the comfort to do to to, to, he had the comfort of the green light uh and he had done well at that time but with ben and joe on the court it had not been that case um so where should we begin here i'm gonna start with the mvp listen i'm starting with the mvp every every game every game we start with the mvp i don't really give a shit anything uh, who, who says what we're gonna start with joe um Joe yesterday, uh, a down in scoring yesterday was his least, um, of the season was his least like for the casual fan, his, his not worst game. Cause that sounds like he had a bad game, right? That sounds negative. So he didn't have a bad game at all, but it was his least like impressive statistical game. You know what I mean? He finished with 19 points and 14 rebounds. Uh, he has one block five turnovers. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, four assists, one steal, one block. And that doesn't tell any of the story of Joe. If if all you're doing is looking at box scores and trying to figure out who had the best game on our team, the best team, I'm sorry, the best game on our team, you're not really getting the full scope of the story. You know what I mean? Even you might look at Toby's numbers and say Toby played better than Seth. And maybe he did. You know, I would say it's debatable, right? Toby played great and Seth played great. But you, like really to watch, you would see how impressive Seth looked, for example. But, but going too far ahead, Joe played amazing. Joe's defense yesterday, and I meant to look this up before I came on here and I forgot to, and that's that's my fault. That's me not doing, That's not, that's me not going the extra mile, right? I'm not going that green mile like Tom Hanks and, and rest in peace to, to what's his face. I'm sorry. Oh, that's so disrespectful. I called him what's his face. Anyway. The point is Joe's defense yesterday was wild saying that he only had one steal and one block. Doesn't even tell it. It just doesn't tell the story. You know what I mean? What there's one great, there was one great play in the fourth quarter that Ben gets a steal. Ben intercepts a pass. Um, who, who is this? I keep forgetting this fucking guy's name. They're, they're one of their backup bigs, Jalen McDaniels. That's it. Jalen McDaniels kind of kind of leaks ahead almost on a fast break. Joe, Joe, Joe is coming a little bit behind him. Jalen McDaniels catches the ball, takes two steps, and Joe is already there. Uh and Jalen has to pass to pass it out at that point, and he passes it. Ben is right there to get the steal. Now that's a good play by Ben for sure. To to read that pass and immediately get that steal and force that turnover. But that doesn't tell the story that Joe was there too. Joe is the one who actually forces the turnover because if Joe's not there, Jalen goes up. Or if it's any lesser big man, Jalen goes right up. He he finishes it because Joe's defense is there and because he's in a position that leaves McDaniels in a very innocuous position, he has to pass it out. And the only pass to make is that pass that gets stolen. There is at least two or three plays that come to mind of Joe forcing turnovers like that there are two to three plays i mean even the one block the one block that gets counted he who does he block um he blocks somehow oh, damn who does he block there's one play where i don't think he gets a block i mean he he pretty much he it looks like he he if it's not three blocks in one play he alters three different shots in one play, where they keep end up, they keep ending up with offensive rebounds, and he alters three different block, he three different shots that miss, and they come away with nothing. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, ball de- deflections is what I wanted to look up because he he I, I couldn't even tell you how many passes he deflected, passes from the post outside, just getting his hands on on any ball he could find. You know what I mean? Um, that's what she said. Getting his hand on everything. You know, tipping any pass that comes his way. I mean, he was. Joe was extreme. I think that was his most active defensive game. There was the, the play of Terry Rozier, which is, you know, probably going to be looked at, uh, probably looked at, you know, when you're talking about good defense, where Terry tries to, tries to step back three. Terry's finished. I mean, listen, Terry goes off on us. It's what he does. There's nothing new. He's been doing that since Boston. Um, but Terry tries a sidestep three-pointer on Joe. You know, usually you have a big man out there. You have a man at your, You know, you have him at your mercy if you're a guard, but that we've seen Joe guard the perimeter a million times before and play incredible defense, and Joe gets a great contest on Terry. Terry short arms it, and it's a miss. There's just a ton of defensive plays that Joe makes yesterday that won't show up in any box score, but if you watch the game, you see exactly why Joe is our MVP. You know what I mean? He is our MVP. He is first-team all-NBA, first-team all-defense right now. His defense has been incredible through the first few games. Yesterday is no difference. We are the best defensive team in the NBA. Our defensive rating coming into yesterday is going to go up a little bit, but yes, going coming into yesterday's game. Our defensive rating was a 96, the only sub hundred defensive rating. And if you remember what I talked about, offensive rating, defensive rating is the same thing just on the other side is how many points do you give up per hundred possessions. That means that we are giving up 0.96 points per possession right now. Um, which is very low, right? That's very low. It's just like I talked about in, in the previous, the previous episode. Um. So our defense right now has been incredible. We're back to that two year ago, defense, that level of defense, you know, whereas last year, our defense wasn't good. This year, our defense has been phenomenal. And unless you have a big man in reality, unless you have a big man that can spread the floor, you are not going to be, able. you're going to have trouble scoring on us. That just is what it is. Because if you have a big man that is only going to allow Joe to be at the post, to, to be down low, and to alter everything, you're fucked. You're, you're shit out of luck. Vuce, Vucevic is someone who can pull Joe out of the paint and shoot three. So you have a better chance with that. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you're going to be shit out of luck. And then, in, in best case scenario, is even though with the, with the, with the Mavericks, they like to play Porzingis at the four. You know what I mean? Same thing with the Lakers. They like to play AD at the four. Well, it would behoove them to play AD. Well, no, because the Lakers can run up Marcus Gasol, who can shoot three. Same situation where you're going to have the, – the Lakers are a pain in the ass. That's a nightmare matchup. But um, either way, the point is, Joe has been our, our, our best defensive player. I think Ben has been our second best defensive player. I, and I think, honestly, I don't really – I don't want to say it's not close. That sounds disrespectful. But I, I think that it's clear. You know what I mean? I I think, and maybe I'm wrong just the way I understand basketball from how I understand what I'm watching. Joe cleans so much up in the paint. So so many plays that where players are getting to the rim, have a free line to the rim, are getting completely redirected because Joe is already there. You know what I mean? Because Joe is there and because they know that Joe is active defensively. So a million passes are getting redirected since Joe was down there and that means that Ben is allowed to take more chances allowed to take to be a little bit more aggressive if you're you you always going to have help defense there right if you're always going to have help defense you're allowed to be as aggressive as you want and that that gives the perception that you're playing great perimeter and it is I'm, let me be clear pushing your the person you're guarding Pushing him into help defense is good perimeter defense, right? It's good perimeter defense, no question about it. Uh, So I'm not trying to take credit away from Ben. Um, But just the point that I think that when you you view it in that scope, Ben's defense can't be Ben's defense without Joe down there. And if you're watching Joe and seeing how many passes he's deflecting, I mean, you're blowing – he's just blowing up so many offensive possessions – Joe is the best defensive player on our team. He's our MVP. No question. I mean, it's just no question. Just dominant yesterday. Well, what did he finish? I mean, he won for two from three. He's shooting a, cari- a career high at three-point attempts. I think he's 38% right now after yesterday's game. Uh, seven for 11 overall, four for six from free throw. We missed a lot of free throws yesterday. Uh, Ben, three for five, which you kind of it's not so surprising. We've seen Shake miss free throws. Maybe we didn't miss a lot of free throws, honestly. It just felt like we missed more. You miss, you see, Joe miss two free throws. That's uh a surprise. You know what I mean? Um, I thought he was active, rebounding the ball. Um, just a, a great game, a great game from Joe. You know what I mean? S- seven of 11, you know, he's, he is tied for the fourth most field goal attempts uh, in this starting i that I'm so full of shit. He's a psych- tied for the third most f- 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 field goal attempts on the whole team, but yeah, he's the most effective player. It's not even close. Um, Toby, yo man, nothing negative. That's game two. Back to back games where I can't say anything negative about Toby and I'm actually I'm going to give him a little bit more credit in a second. Toby again, what's the number one thing? This is what I said in the last game, letting the game come to him on offense and on defense right now, still grabbing rebounds again, let the game come to you, Toby, you don't have to do anything special, you don't have to chase rebounds, letting the game come to you. There was one play where Dane I'll, I'll talk about Danny in a second. Um, it's just that he made a play that was reminiscent of Toby during the Raptors game in in the first quarter, but, um, Toby allowing the game come to him. He's, he has morphed as a passer because again, he's just making easier passes. Now he's still finished with five turnovers. Toby, uh, Joe, Joe and Toby both need some, some intervention when it comes to passing. Uh, Joe is a good pass. Joe goes from like, Toby to me is just a bad passer. You know what I mean? He's just a bad passer. Joe is someone who has these moments where he is an incredible passer, and then he has the moment in the fourth quarter where he has Toby wide open under the basket. I mean, he's standing six feet away from him and lo- just sails the pass. It like Carson Wentz, just sailing one over the receiver's head about to get him killed. You know, he just sails one over Toby's head, and, and he and Joe knows he fucked that one up. I mean, he was like talking to himself the whole the whole way down the court. He couldn't believe he did it. Um, just a little bounce pass there behind. Listen, as someone in the you know as a post-basketball connoisseur here you got the ball back to where you see him a little behind the back bounce pass right there to Toby you know now we don't know if he can make that pass. we I know he can make that pass he just I, I've had a lot of conversations at the gym me and my LA fitness professional basketball players about how passing is passing requires confidence you know what I mean that's an underrated thing confidence you know we always talk about basketball confidence when it just comes to shooting Shooting requires a ton of confidence, sure. Defense requires confidence, for sure. If you already think you're beat, you're beat. Passing requires confidence, because if you start second guessing every pass you're making, just like in the NFL, right? It's the same thing. If you're second guessing every pass you're making, you're about to make a lot of bad passes. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just got to let it rip. Just let it rip, you know? So uh, they need a bit of an intervention there. Ten turnovers between those two is too much. Four turnovers for Ben is a little bit high, but you know I, I'll eat that considering how much he tends to have a ball in his hands. Um, we got to get the turnovers down. Half of that is, I would say half of that is due to. I mean, Joe averages four turnovers a game for his career, um, which is crazy to think about. I mean, as great of a big man as he is, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna be so confused one day when they're looking at these these stats and they're like, how did you, how are you averaging four turnovers a game? It's like three point six or something like that. Um, and half, and, and to, 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 the credit, what I'm about to make right now, half of that is not having consistent lineups every year. You know, when you're constantly playing with new guys, you're going to, you're going to get more turnovers, you know, cause you don't know where guys want to be. Sometimes, whatever it is, you're just not sure. You're just a little uncertain when you have a little continuity, those turnovers will go down as the offense, as the offense flows. So <laughs> the point being, um, so, so that's really the only negative thing I have to say about, say about Toby. Toby finished with three blocks, even though that's kind of surprising, uh, you know, just like the game before, I think he had a few blocks, a lot some of those blocks are because Joe's there, you know, it's just, like I said about having a uh, intimidator when Joe's there, it's going to be a little bit easier, but to Toby's credit, Toby was very active on defense yesterday, four steals and three blocks. He was super duper active. I thought, I thought he was consistent, played very consistent defense, um, you know, he kind of, kind of went back and forth from guarding um, Hayward to guarding P.J. Washington at times, and then they would go small. And you know, it, they they went they went out with a lot of uh, a lot of lineups. I thought that Toby did a, a good job. You know, Gordon Hayward is a is Gordon Hayward has nights where he's an elite offensive player and nights where he's just an average. But his basement is an average offensive player, and his ceiling is elite offensive player. And I thought Toby did a pretty good job guarding him. Um, I have no, nothing negative to say about his defense. I think, you know, again, what what he did was capitalize. He did a good job being active, uh, being in uh, uh, in tune. You know, sometimes guys are sleepwalking through games. I thought Toby did a great job being active and being uh, uh, alert on defense so that when Joe is in the right position and is forcing them to make bad passes or forcing them into bad positions, Toby is right there to capitalize. Uh, And I thought he did a great job his individual defense. I thought his, his offense, listen, and, and I, you know, I talked about this last game, right? one, he has the dunk of the year. I don't know how Toby is funny. These guys must be listening to my podcast. Either listening to my podcast, all right, is one of two things. <laughs> they're either listening to my podcast or I am just so damn smart. And it's true. I am smart. But I am just so fucking far and away on point here that what I'm talking about here maybe is being talked about or being joked about or being said somewhere else. I said Toby is not explosive. Toby said, I'm not explosive. Watch this shit. And dunks all over Biombo. Listen, that's a hell of a dunk. Biombo is a good shot blocker. He's long as all. Hell. I mean, you see his arms. He, he, could, he could hug the world. He could hug the world. He loves it so much. His arms are, he, His arms are so long so he can love stronger. A man filled with so much love that they gave him the longest arms to hug all to h- hug mankind. Uh and Toby yammed all over it. He did not love that. T- Toby yammed all over him. I mean, that was a dunk dunk. They they're saying that, that Terry Rozier dunked on KD. He kind of sort of did. You know, KD is coming from behind and trying to contest. He'd be, okay, I can see why people say he's dunking on him. What Toby did yesterday is much closer, is, is a lot closer to Pippen dunking on Ewing than it is to Terry Rozier dunking on KD. You know what I mean? That was a hell of a dunk. Um, Again, not thinking, not thinking, just playing, just playing. Shooting lights out right now. Four for seven. Are you kidding me? Toby, that's what we wanted you to do, baby. That's all you had to do, bro. Just shoot. Catch it and shoot it. And he's letting them fly. His shot right now looks wet. You know what I mean? He looks like he's not going to miss again. You know, and and listen, we we've seen Toby go. No, that's not even true. We've seen Toby have hot, hot, go hot and then go cold, right? We've seen that, but I've never seen Toby play the way he's playing right now. You know what I mean? Just simplifying the game, and that has. I'm guessing that's Doc. Doc's specialty. I, I, I'm I'm gonna give Doc some credit and take a little credit away from. I'm just gonna misdirect some credit is what I'm gonna do here, uh, and I might be wrong, but but if you see Doc from the Celtics going to the Clippers, coming here. It's three completely, totally different offenses. All right. It's three totally offensive, different offenses. Now, the easy answer is to say, well, you have different personnel. That's true. That's true. I would argue that is three different offensive coordinators, three different offensive focused coaches. And I think Dave Yerger is the one who's running our offense. And if you know me, I'm a big Dave Yerger fan. The problem with Dave Yerger, apparently, and I don't know how true this was, you know, if you know Dave Yerger was coaching the Kings for that that brief period of time before Boogie got hurt they were they were winning they were like five and three then Boogie goes down and then they you know what it doesn't go good and they fired Dave Yerger and Boogie really really had a like an affinity for Dave Yerger just you know whatever Dave Yerger then ends up going to coach Memphis uh and it, it doesn't work out even though Memphis is in this the middle of maybe the rebuilding maybe they're not whatever it doesn't work out um and now he's our assistant coach. Dave Yerger is a, is a hell of a basketball mind. I think that a lot of our offense is a lot of credit to Dave Yerger, I think. I could be wrong. But what is happening with Toby is a reformation to his mental, what he is, you know, the mentality he's going into games with. And that is Doc. That is what Doc does. That is Doc's specialty. Doc's specialty is getting... Uh, uh, seemingly adverse personalities to work together that's how Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan all worked together that long when it was clear by the end it had become glaringly obvious that Chris Paul pretty much hated Blake and DeAndre because you know they were jokey and you know whatever and Chris Paul is a lunatic when it comes to wanting to win lunatic the word of the day you know the other day I was this is mad off topic this is me flexing my brain the word lunatic, I was thinking the other day, I was like, man, where, did, I was listening to Joker, the Joker podcast. I was like, where does the word lunatic come from? And then you break it down in Latin, right? And you say, oh, luna means moon and tick is like, uh, I think tick means like an action. So I looked it up and boom, that's right. Yeah, yeah. People back in the day used to think that the moon, which is where werewolves come from. People think, the, the you know, there's a full moon. People start acting crazy. Well, that's what a lunatic is. Anyway, that's not the point. Just a little bit of knowledge for that ass. One time for your mind, one time. Um so anyway, point being and Toby. So, so that's what doc does well, right? He, he reaches into people's uh, you know, their mindsets going into games and he gets them to, to, to come out that shell and play the right way. And Toby is playing the right way right now. Not thinking just shooting Um, this game. You could argue was just as good. I, th- I would say this might be even a better, this was a better game than the magic game because it gets a little gritty, you know, credits. Listen, The Hornets aren't particularly good, but they've been scrappy all year. And they have a lot of guys. They have a lot of offensive prowess at different times. Guys like Terry Rozier can go off. He already had his career high this year. This is his second career high, I believe. Um, um, Guys like Devontae can go off. Guys like P.J. Washington can have moments. Miles can have moments. Um, Gordon Hayward obviously can have moments. Um, they didn't have Cody Zeller, Cody Zeller, but hub Cody Zeller's been shooting really well from three. Um, so they have guys, you know, they get they have guys there. Um, and they just, you know, and, and they make it really in the third quarter, they start making it a little tense, you know. Full court deep. Oh, Lamelo has Lamelo. Listen, I, I've watched Lamelo a few times, but not as closely as I watched him yesterday. Lamelo is a far better defender than I realized. I'll say that. I mean, he just really gets into the he can. He can get a little crazy. He's like Asante Samuel for Eagles fans, right, who is someone who's like his man-to-man might not be as nice, but he just knows where the ball is and his anticipation is on point. You know, and because of that, LaMelo, you see very often on weak side rebounds, LaMelo comes and strips the ball. He does it often. You know what I mean? That's going to be in the game notes going forward for, for, for guys. Watch weak side. Lamelo's going to try anytime LaMelo's on the floor, he's trying to get a steal. You know what I mean? And he, he causes issues. I got to give him credit, you know? So when they were running, when they were running those full, those little full court presses, it was really, it was discombobulating us a bit. Um, You know, ultimately the second, third and fourth quarter are, are pretty much tied. You know what I mean? It's the first quarter where we take that big lead and carry it throughout the game, but that's a testament to us. They hit us with their best shot, and we, all we did was sit there and trade blows, and we won the game. You know what I mean? We won the game. That's like a boxer going up seven rounds to none, and then at the last five rounds, that boxer, you know, you're starting to trade blows. You know, and they're looking for a knockout punch that never comes. So I thought I thought that, uh, you know, they're a scrappy team, and I thought we did a great job answering that scrappiness back with with our own, you know, prowess. So Toby so played great. I thought Toby played great, so you could argue this was a better game just because based on like the Magic just didn't show up. We they we ran them off the court from minute one to minute four, For, uh, I'm sorry, from minute one to minute forty eight. Charlotte, we ran them off the court in the first quarter, and then they hit us with their best shot, and we just didn't fold. You know what I mean? And Toby kept making big plays throughout the game. Toby played great. Nothing negative to say about Toby. Toby, you played fucking great. I don't know that you'll ever make up your contract. But if you're playing this way the rest of the, the your the rest of your tenure of that contract, you will have earned at least that no one will talk about it. No one will talk about it as an albatross. People will be like, yeah, he makes a lot of money, but he's playing well. You know, he's playing really good. Does he, is he worth that much money? Well, that's, you know, whatever, but he's playing good. It's going to be the type of contract that's like, well, let's, let's look at the advanced metrics on him. You know, oh, okay, his advanced plus minus and defensive plus minus and this and that and that are actually good. So you know what I mean? It's gonna be that type of contract. Um, Seth, man, yo, Seth, nothing is making me happier than Seth Curry right now. It's like Seth heard me say that he wasn't as good as Josh and said, I'll fucking show you. You know, just like Toby said, I'm not explosive, bitch. I wish Ben would get that message, but anyway, it's like I'm not explosive. Watch this. Shit. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna yam all over these motherfuckers right here. Seth is like, I'm not as good as, as 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 Josh. Oh, we'll see about that. Listen, Seth is playing. Listen, you know what? Hold up real quick. Hold up real quick. Hold up real quick. Let's see what Seth is averaging here. Do you want to see? Seth averaging 16, 2, and 4. I'm going to look up um, Josh Richardson's numbers. And look, the argument is always going to be that that Josh right now, you know, Josh is, is a better defender. And that's without a question, but but Seth is playing good defense. You know what I mean? Like, Seth is playing good defense. It's not fair to say, yeah. I mean, yeah, actually, according to the stats right now, you know, Seth is definitely having a better offensive season right now. Uh, what is he shooting? 45%, 31% from three. He was shooting better. Um, yeah, right now, there's no argument for me. My argument is is in the trash. Seth is playing extremely well. He's not just shooting well. I mean, he's shooting 55% from free right now, this season. It's crazy. He is, his offensive game has really, really come along. I mean, I don't know if it's because other teams just wouldn't depend on him. Look, he, look, look at the teams he went from. He went from the Blazers that have two elite ball handlers and CJ and Dame, right? With Dame and CJ, I shouldn't say CJ and Dame. That's not if I did it alphabetically. C comes before D. Um, CJ and Dame, right? <clears throat> two elite ball handlers. There's no reason at that time for Seth to be handling the ball at length. Then he goes to the Mavericks and he ends up getting there at a time when they have they get Luka. Jalen Brunson is a really good ball handler. Um, they have J.J. Barea coming off the bench last year. Uh, but ultimately, Luka, everything's going to go through Luka. So there's no reason for Seth to be handling the ball at length there. But now he's in a situation where he's being asked to to do a lot more than he's shown throughout his career and he's showing that he can do it he's showing that he has the ability to do that to be a point guard not just a guard but not just some combo guard but he can actually be a point guard that he can be Steph light he can be a poor man Steph um I mean a couple nice crossovers a couple nice really nice finishes in the lane um Shooting, just shooting, impeccable shooting touch on catch and shoot right now. He looks incredible, man. He looks great. He looks great. He looks like someone who deserves. I said this yesterday. Listen, he will lose to Colin saxon but he right now looks like the most improved player. It, it, I think, and the reason you know why I'm gonna say that storylines play a huge role in MVP, and it doesn't play as much role as as, as it does in most improved. Hey, no, that's not true. Storylines do play a role in most, most improved player. Um, Colin Sexton was averaging twenty a game last year, right? Colin, I think people—I don't think people expected Colin to be great, but Colin has more. Uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? You know, someone who who has some some uh, man—I can't think of the word. People ha- do have expectations for him, right? He has. That prestige to him that he is like a high lottery pick. He should be something. Seth is someone who's been quit on. Is someone who had to earn his way in. Was just the Curry brother, um, and now all of a sudden he's is playing himself as a he's a starting. He is a legit through the through these this first beginning of the season. He is a legitimate starting point guard in the NBA. He is a legitimate starting point. He went from eh, at best. He's a backup. to he is a legit starting point guard right now. You know what I mean? Legit. So uh, credit to him. I mean, he's playing fucking fantastic. He's making me so happy to watch him, but I really am enjoying watching Seth Curry play right now. Uh, and I his demeanor is fits right in. His demeanor is exactly what you want to see, man. He's just someone who He looks like someone who had to go through the bullshit. He looks like if Andy Dufresne got a a traffic ticket. You know what I mean? Andy Dufresne, who had to crawl through 100 yards of shit to come out clean on the other side, right? Shout out to Shawshank. Imagine if he gets a traffic ticket. You think he gives a fuck about that? I went through this shit. Y'all put me in jail, right? I've been out. Give me this traffic ticket and get the fuck out of my face, right? That's what he looks like. Just just ice cold right now. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about anything. Nothing is going to get him shaken. You know what I mean? He looks so steady. This is probably the happiest I've been with a free agent signing in a while. Like free agent signing slash trade piece in a while. You know what I mean? That I'm like immediately, like there's a question mark for one or two games. And then all of a sudden I'm just like, wow, this guy's excellent. I take it all back. I am so sorry. I was wrong. I was wrong. Um, Seth is playing great. Ben, Ben had a triple double yesterday, um, played good defense for sure. No question about it. I'm not going to cancel nothing negative about his defense. Offensively, he still sucks. You know, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just uh, what do you finish? Uh, six for nine. Um, just not a lot to say about, about it. That's special. You know what I mean? Just not. Oh, oh, but you know what? I'm sorry. I forgot something. That Ben's first quarter is his best passing quarter of the season, in my opinion. That was the, that the first quarter Ben was the Ben that I recognized from last year, two years ago, where I'm like, this dude is such a good passer. The first couple the first few games of the season, he, he just was just the guy who was just giving someone else the ball yesterday. He was a guy who was creating offense in certain parts where I'm seeing him post up here and throwing a cross court pass or, you know, little, little, uh, uh, there's that one, um, It was a, that resulted in a deep set three where he's coming up bounce pass, set a screen. Seth comes in, hits the three, uh, which just great, great basketball decisions by Ben. Ben is that, that was, that was yesterday's Ben Ben's best uh, Ben's yesterday was Ben's best passing game of the season. And that first quarter was the best passing quarter and definitely the best passing quarter of the season. But yesterday was his best passing game. I thought Uh, it's like, he heard Lamello was, was a great passer, and he decided that he would be a great passer today. Um, so so I do, I think, listen, Ben played well. It's just that in terms of scoring, you know, he just... But because of Seth, because of the way Seth is playing, I think what we're going to start seeing, I think, I think this might be the seesaw of things. I think this is where things land. This is the Ben we should expect. You know what I mean? Where because we have Seth, he's able to take a lot of pressure off of Ben. One, he gives Ben an outlet of someone who can shoot. He gives Ben Anjo an outlet. I'm I'm gonna shoot. Toby playing like this gives the same outlet. Danny shooting like this, same thing, right? If all these guys are gonna be shooting like this, Ben can really settle into what his role should be, which is a uh, 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 uh what what are those knives? Man, I, you know what TJ told me what the knife was called yesterday, and I forgot what it was again. Uh, you know, like those pocket knives that have a million different utensils attached to them, right? That's what Ben wants to be. You know what I mean? It's someone who wants to, who's going to play great defense, score here and there, uh, grab rebounds, run an offense, uh, and fill gaps, just do things to fill gaps. Make sure there are no leaks in the ship. Joe is the guy who is the ship. He's carrying the ship. And then everyone else is on board that ship. And Ben is the, is the conductor and the mechanic, making sure things are not falling apart. Um, And that is going to be Ben's role. I think that's what Ben's ultimate role is probably going to be. Uh, Maybe that's the best he's going to be. You know, maybe you don't want to fuck with that. Listen, we we beat Orlando and we beat Charlotte. That's not, it's nothing to write home about per se, but good teams beat bad teams, right? That is a thing that has to happen. In the previous few years, we lose these games. All the time, we lose these games. This is the first time in two years I feel confident playing Charlotte and saying, we're going to win this game. You know what I mean? So, uh, so maybe that's Ben's role. Maybe that's ultimately what Ben's going to be. Maybe we shouldn't expect so much out of Ben offensively. It's probably, hey, listen, it's been five years. This is who Ben is. Let's just be clear. This is Ben. This is Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is not going to be some elite offensive player. He's a player who can get you 25 on certain nights, 30 if he's feeling it from the free throw line. Um, but for the most part he's going to be this guy, you know, 14 9 and 9, something like that. And it you know, it's going to be interesting judging a player like that. I don't I can't think of a lot of players with those numbers who finish with that many rebounds, that many assists and that many points. Uh, there's just not a lot of guys like that through the regular season. You know what I mean? So we'll see, it's going to be interesting judging how how he's judged in the long run. It'd be I'd be a lot more obvious if it was 17 9 and 8, something like that, right? It's almost Scotty Pippenish, but He's not going to be that probably for his career, but we'll see. You know, what do I know? You know, what do I know? I'm just a guy. Um, Danny, I thought played. Oh, oh, but you know what? There was one thing I wanted to say about Toby. Give him more credit. I'm sorry. Let me go two players ago. There was one play in in the third quarter, I want to say, where Toby looked like he was about to draw my ire and do too much. You know, he was suffering from from a doing too much spasm. And he ended up stopping himself from doing too much and actually passing it out. And that made me happy. That, that made me believe that someone, that, that Doc yelled at him for doing too much. And Toby had PTSD for a moment. He saw fuck, I'm doing too much. And he passed it out. You know what I mean? And that made me really happy to see. Let the game come to you. you we don't want you creating offense. The other thing too is, you know, th- this is where I think that zoo and online and most most i think announcing crews you know this is going to sound like some ageism but what i'm about to say right here is going to sound like some ageism a lot of these older players that played in the 80s 90s are the ones that are are your color, color comments uh, your color uh, analyst for these games um So, so, you know, they speak to an older view, right? For example, going back to what I talked about in the previous podcast regarding Giannis shooting threes and not keeping the defense honest. Well, according to your point per possession and your offensive rating, it may not actually be keeping people that honest. Um, that the, the, the way we talk about basketball has to continue to evolve. And it's, so we have like some younger blood infused, I think, in, inside those announcing teams. Maybe I, I don't you know, I don't know all that goes into it. So I don't want to speak out of turn. But yesterday they talked about, you know, we had thir- at one point we had 30 assists on 38 field goals. And they were like, that's a great mark of sharing the ball. And in reality, it, it, it's an OK mark of sharing the ball, but it doesn't actually tell the story. Because all you're saying is that one person made a pass to a basket and that's it. That doesn't mean they're sharing the ball because you could have James Harden and Russell Westbrook alone get 30 assists on 38 field goals. Does that mean that that offense was running, was them sharing the ball? Or does it mean that these two guys had the ball in their hands the whole game and were getting assists because of it, right? That doesn't mean they're sharing the ball. That doesn't tell the story. The real story, which is another stat I should have looked at before I brought in, and I'm, I'm going to try to find those stats before the next podcast. The real stat would be how many passes are happening per, per positive possession, right? Per field goal, how many passes are happening? Are we averaging? Because it seems like we're averaging four, maybe even five, four, but between, I would say between like three and a half to five passes, something like that per scored field goal and that is the mark right that's the spurs offense that that we are so everyone is so in love with or even the warriors offense at their best is this ball zips to three or four guys three or four guys are touching the ball and then boom results in a made basket that is an offense that right there is is the offense right 30 30 assists doesn't tell the whole story how many passes before that assist becomes an assist how many how many are these how many of how many of these positions, how many of those possessions have hockey assists? Because a James Harden assist never comes with a hockey assist, right? There was never someone that passed to James and James passed to someone else. Not never, but the point is most of James' assists are going to come on him, dribbling the ball, blah, 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 pass, assist. Same thing with LeBron James, same thing with Russ, same thing with Chris Paul, right? How many of these assists are coming? and, And you see it here, Right. It, it, it Really, you see a good spread here because what you're seeing is Ben has 11 assists. Danny has four assists. Toby, six assists. Joe has four assists. Seth has six assists. Tyrese, two. Shake two. Matisse, two. People are moving the ball. That's telling you the story. People are moving the ball. Saying that we had 30 assists doesn't tell the story completely. You know what I mean? So that like things like that are things that I feel like people should be evolving in because you could just hear that and it doesn't tell you everything. But understanding that there was three or four passes that led to this main basket tells you a far better story about how the offense is. This is the best offense we've run in two years. Not even close. We're moving the ball better than we ever have. I can, I'm very, surprised. So again, this is a credit to Doc. I don't think Doc is the one running the offense or installing the offense, but Doc I think is the one who gets these guys to, invest into each other this way, that they're making the extra pass. Everyone on the court is making the extra pass. You know what I mean? Every one of them. So I just wanted to to throw that out there. My little uh, advanced uh, uh, basketball, advanced, whatever, advanced AP, basketball AP that I want to talk about. Tyrese, uh, let's go shake. Shake played well yesterday, I thought. Um, Free fray from three. He's still struggling from three. He's shooting a, a career low uh well i don't don't know if you want to call it a career low it's not like he's played that long but what is he what's his shooting percentage right now i know it's in the dumps yesterday it would have come up a bit but um i'm sorry this is this is that's the music i'm playing when i'm rushing to find the advanced stats here why is this screen different than the other screens why is this screen different than the other screens uh uh I mean, I could probably do this math, but I'm not going. So, I mean, listen, you see it. You see it right here. These are not – this is poultry at best. this That's poultry at best. Anyway, uh, let's go to stats here. I'm sorry. Let's see here. Uh, Shake. Averaging. Yeah, 29% from three. Last year he averaged 43%. His rookie year he averaged 32%. Um, yeah, he's, he's struggling right now. Yesterday, like I said, yesterday it would come up. It's definitely – because of yesterday it bounced up a little bit. Um, he, he shot pretty good. I thought the thing that, that, that really made that was really impressive was his, uh, you know, we know shake is a good finisher though, but there was, he had a, a, uh, that one finish on Terry. I mean, Terry was draped all over him. And I, at first I thought it was like, what the fuck are you doing shake? But then he finished it. That was impressive. That happened in the first quarter. I thought shake played well yesterday. You know what I mean? I thought defensively, he played. The, the, Shake works on defense. You know, that's one thing you can say for sure about Shake. He works his ass off on defense. I, I don't think he's a bad defender by any metric. I've heard people question his defense. He, he He's not Chris Paul or Kyle Lowry, sure, but he works on defense. Uh, I thought Tyrese played well yesterday, looked confident. Uh, Tyrese doesn't look like he get shook. You know, he's still shooting three. He hit his first three yesterday. And he, he's, the thing I'll say about Tyrese is his jumper looks fine. You know, like when Zaire was sucking... And when Fultz was not playing well, like we looked at their jumpers and we were like, oh God, same thing with Matisse. i will talk about him in a second, right? You look at their jumpers and you're like, oh wow. You'll never be able to make a shot. Um, But Tyrese's jumper looks fine. So I don't really think he has an actual issue. I think he just maybe has to get used to the NBA game, moves a little, he's fast. But when you get to the pros and you realize everyone's fast too, except you're faster, but they're also all fast. Then you know you're realizing it's coming at you pretty fast, right? Other than that though, I thought he played well, and I think he's a solid defender too, man. Tyrese works on defense, so I like Tyrese. Shake played well again. Uh, Matisse came back down to earth, you know, played one good game. His offense sucks though; he still can't shoot. Um, I, that that I, I expected nothing less. I thought defensively he did play well though. You know, I thought defensively he played well, but he just man, his his offense is, uh, man, it's, it's rough. it's rough. It's rough. It's rough. It's rough watching him play offense. Um, Dwight, Dwight played pretty good. You know, uh, I'm trying to think, do I play, you know, what Dwight, what Dwight, what I thought, what I liked about what I saw from Dwight yesterday specifically was again, I thought yesterday Joe's defense was some of the best defense of the season. Um, And it felt to me like when Dwight came in, he had recognized that, and he was also really, really active on defense. I I thought he had really active hands yesterday on defense. Um, And Dwight, free for four from from free throw line. That's great. You know what I mean? That's exactly what you need. Um, So, yeah, I I think that was a great game. We play Charlotte again tomorrow night. Is there anything special about Charlotte? Hold on. About their numbers. Uh, Gordon finished 20 points, six rebounds, six assists. You know, Gordon's a good player. Um, PJ, not special. Terry lit, lit us up. He always does. Um, LaMelo played well yesterday too, you know, for those who were invested into LaMelo's career, he played well. Like I said, the, the most impressive thing to me was his defense. You know what I mean? I thought he looked really, really good on defense. Um, yeah, that, that's it. I had n- nothing special to talk about on, on Charlotte. They're scrappy, you know, so we're going to play them again. I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow's game's a lot closer. Uh, like I said, they're scrappy, you know? So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out tomorrow a little, you know, a little scrappier. Um, and that's it. listen, you know, I, I, you know, home and homes are nothing, are nothing new, you know, because guys are getting, people keep getting things confused. I hear people talking about oh, these two game sets. I mean, these two game series are like unheard of, and it's like no, we've been doing home and homes for a while, where you go to New York and play the Knicks and then the New York on the next game comes here and we play them here. That's nothing new. What's different. What's a little bit different here is that Charlotte is playing us here twice. You know what I mean? That's the only thing that's different. They're playing us here twice, as opposed to a situation where we're going now to Charlotte um, to play them. So that's the only thing that's different. Don't let guys confuse you. People are talking about these two game series. Like it's never happened in the NBA home and homes have been happening uh, for a million years now. So um that's all i got everyone uh that was a pretty short episode maybe i don't know i, I get i get long-winded i th- i think that i talked for 20 minutes and it turns out i talked for 40. um that's it everyone we'll see charlotte again on monday everyone take care you know they'll wash your hands well today's sunday i'm recording it today so by the time you hear this we're playing them tonight uh wash your hands everyone you know the drill um covid sucks social distance black lives matter arrest the cops that killed brianna taylor uh that's it take care yo uh uh uh, yeah. Justice for the blind, just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind Used to come in-